good people. The Kip Show has hit a home run. Uh, I got really lucky yesterday and uh, caught my bud, Ricky Fowler, in the car heading from South Florida up to Orlando to do some commercial work. He, uh, I think he was shooting some TV commercial work. We got lucky and caught him something with a little downtime, something the kid doesn't have much of anymore. And uh, I did a little 10 or 15-minute interview with him on his phone, and we never got cut off or hit a dead spot, so it went okay. I mean, I say it went okay. It's more like uh, Kip. Inter- I mean, Ricky interviewing Kip. I talked too much doing it, but I was just excited. And I had a couple of Ricky stories I didn't want people not to hear, but he's a, he was a gracious uh, uh, interview. And, I mean, peeps, if you don't like this kid, then we can't be friends. That boy... I mean, he is respectful to the bone. I mean, he respects the game. He respects the crowds. He loves the crowds. He he is so cool. You know, I tried to get him to say how crappy his life can be at times, and I mean, he he never wavers. He enjoys it. He loves the fan interaction, and I mean, when you see this kid on tour, it, it, there's no put on. This is Ricky Fowler, folks. He's a uh, if I were a, a if I had a son or a daughter who was big into the game, I'd want him to be their hero. Because, I mean, this boy does it right. Always does it right. So I hope you guys enjoyed the interview. Um, I know I did. I talked too much, but that's part of it. That's what I do for a living. I yap. We had a little uh, downtime there. I was doing my trait uh, out caddying, carrying heavy stuff for a few weeks. I signed on with a new bag like four weeks ago and did three tournaments. And uh, uh, the reason I signed on with Jeff Overton, and I've, well, we've had a good start. You know, we finished, I think he finished tied for six at Sea Island the last term of the year. So I cashed a check, and Christmas is back on at the Henley House. <laughs> I've had a little dry stretch there for a while. I'd been with uh, uh, Fath Hours, most of you guys know. Derek, and uh, he rents me in the third, let's see, after the third playoff event. And uh, he did it He did it right. I mean, we had a little spat there on, in the middle of the round, and I don't want to get too much into it, but he rinsed me after and said he was. And he said he would want me to caddy again someday. I mean, he handled it. Me and Derek were tight. The kid is a great young man. I mean, I am a huge Derek Fathauer fan, but uh, he handled it right and cut me loose. And that's you know that's part of the caddy gig. You know, I mean, there's a few guys and like I hung in there with Brian Gay for I think nine years it was, and some guys really stand the test of time and. If you have a Mickelson or something like that, and you just don't have much bad time, that's, that keeps you from getting fired. If you if you have some uh, tough stretches, man, caddies, it's just easy to get rinsed, you know. But um, Derek rinsed me, and he took his brother to the finals and got his tour card back. And I mean, we're best buddies. We hang out all the time and talk. And he he loves he gets my sense of humor, and I get his. And I mean, I'm still a big Fat Hour fan, but I'm Overton's guy now, and, and uh, I'm enjoying the dickens out of that. Like I say, he had a huge finish there at Sea Island. It's, uh, uh, that part of my life's back on going good. You know, I'm not the bum laying around the house looking for work. I mean, and unless you're just like a handful of caddies that win majors and stuff, they they don't they don't call Kipper at home and ask him to come to work. Yeah, I mean, I got to be seen and work the curb and. Uh, I mean, I have had one or two calls in the past, but in the in between bags in my career, when I've uh, uh, been looking for work, I sit there and stare at the phone. Ain't nobody calling old Kipper, so I'm not one of the guys that are respected like that. So, and it's cool. I mean, I understand. I think if 
if I caddied for somebody and they went out and won two or three majors, then I'd be recognized as one of the best caddies and guys would call me winning. But that's just the way it's, that's the way our gig goes. It's not a big deal. There's been some news this week I want to touch base on. Um, Tiger was <laughs> sending in his resignation interview. I thought that was interesting. Um, I don't think the I know I think he did all this. I just sense it as him taking some of the pressure off of himself, you know, showing up and not being the man. And I think I don't think it's going to. I mean, he talked like it's going to be ceremonial golf, but if 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 you know that guy well enough, you know he don't have that bone in his body. And this guy is a competing. I mean, he is a maniac as far as competing, you know, and mean and trying to smash people. I don't see him. Uh, I don't see a different tiger at these tournaments. I mean, it, I know his health is gone, and is is he's he's forty now, and people are writing him off. But uh, I'm still flying the tiger flag, folks. I have for two or three years, and the last couple, it's been, <laughs> there's been it's been harder to fly it. And I get ripped for it, but I say, I tell people I don't think he's done winning. I think he'll win majors again, and uh, you know. The reason I say this, I mean, I think he's the greatest player to ever play the game, really and truly. I mean, Jack Nicklaus, I mean, obviously his record stands, stands, but and Nicklaus is my biggest hero in the game. But Tiger, you can't tell me with the depths of the fields now. I know that people say, well, Jack had to beat Arnie and, and uh, Jack had to beat Gary Player and Tom Watson and those guys. I think, in my opinion, those guys won so often because there wasn't a handful of guys who could win golf tournaments. If 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 you look now, I mean, you see these cuts. I mean, you used to, the old days, were between the leader and the cut. You know, the cut would be like two and three over par, and the leader would be about ten under, and you'd have them sprinkled everywhere. Now, so many of these golf tournaments, the leader's eight under, the cut's two under. I mean, everybody's piled up. These guys are playing... There's so many more guys now. I mean, if I said it and I, I caught heat for it, I said Steve Wheatcroft would spot Arnold Palmer one up a side if you put him back into that era now. I mean, these guys are just trained better. Their golf swings are better. Their mental coaches are better. They're healthier. They don't drink. I mean, these guys are in the gym. It's a different game now, folks. But it's a, for Tiger to win all those tournaments, I mean, I don't think they'll. I don't think we'll ever. I mean. Jordan Spieth camp probably call. I don't think we'll have anybody win 14, 15 majors. I don't know. Maybe some giant of a game will come along. Some guy 6'10 that hits 320 dead straight and puts and chips. Maybe we'll see that. But I don't know. It seems like it's ungettable to me. Of course, I said that no one, the, the greatest record in the game, the hardest record to ever be beat was um, – Byron Nelson's 11 in, in a row. I said, no one will sniff that. And dang if Tiger, Tiger got to eight, I think, and almost won the ninth. So maybe I'm I'm speaking out of turn like I normally do. I let my butt overload my mouth a lot. So I don't, all my point on that, I don't think Tiger's done. I think, uh, I know he's trying to push away some of the uh, pressure and the requirements of him at tournaments and stuff and, but you know when I, like I say when I was a kid they wrote Jack Nicklaus off twenty times you know the bear's done I read it in the Golf Digest and stuff and I was in college I mean the guy's like thirty five years old so he don't seem to have it anymore well he creamed him after that a bunch of times and won a major at forty seven I just I can't see Tiger not slipping up and getting one or two and 
I mean, I think if he clocks in and gets going, he, he could be almost his old self. I know his body won't let him too much now, but I, Tiger ain't done. End of story, period. So, uh, uh, I'm excited about this show. I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, there's a couple things I need to touch base on. Uh, the uh, caddy, uh, the APTC, they have the uh, inside, they have a merchandise store. I don't know how you get a hold of it. We need to, I need to find out and I'll tell you on the next show or ask around. It's the, they have a merchandise store and a, a hot item right now is the outside dog t-shirts. You know, SVP, our buddy Scotty Van Pelt, he named us that and when he did the good piece on us about getting stuck out in the rain and not getting to go indoors. And so he named us the outside dogs, which is a great thing. I don't want to harp on it too much because our treatment on tour, folks, has really, really gotten better. And, I mean, uh, these it's getting out of where tournaments are trying to outdo the last guys, so that's always a good thing. And I know, I mean, the guys that, uh, I don't know how the LPGA guys get treated. I hear a little bit. And the senior tour, I, don't, I hear a little bit, but I hear the, uh, the dot, dot .com or whatever, the web tour, those guys get smashed. You know, and most, there's only a, I don't know how many, there's probably 80, 100 guys that follow that tour all the way, I think. I have no idea. I'm talking off the top of my head again, but I know uh, they get jealous of me. When I complain, I always hear, hey, you, 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 you're complaining because you had cold hot dogs. We don't even have a tent. And so we get a lot of that, but if they're smart, they, they, they would understand as our treatment gets better, It'll trickle down. I know they're jealous and stuff of how we get treated and they get nothing. I mean, I worked a few of those things, and golly, you're lucky if you get a, a dug of donut on that tour on, on most of the stops. But as we as treatment gets better for the caddies, it'll trickle down to those guys. So be smart. Quit throwing rocks at me when I'm throwing rocks at the sponsors. But I'm doing it now. Um, I always give the five clean ball award, you know, to the top groups, but I ain't giving the five clean ball award away anymore. Four and a half is max if I can't take a shower Sunday afternoon somewhere on site. I mean, having to get in a plane and smell like a herd of goats after caddying all day and sweating, it's just not fair. I think the uh, the caddies should be, they should have the ladies locker room in most of these clubhouses on Sunday afternoon only. I don't want to be in the clubhouse. There's nothing but work in there for me. And the players, they don't want to look at us while they're eating. I don't blame them. I don't want to be in that clubhouse. They let us in there Sunday afternoon to help them pack up their stuff. They don't seem to mind that. but And I'm cool with that, too. You know, that's part of my job, carrying stuff. And But uh, Sunday afternoon, we need to be able to take showers. So there's me barking out loud. So take it for what it's worth. Uh, Kipper's opinion, I do it a lot. <laughs> that's why people hate me. Oh, another thing uh, people are talking about, um, my name's been getting kicked around a little bit to do some TV work. I don't know who's doing it, but I, I keep hearing these birds are in my ear saying, hey, we're mentioning you, and I've had a few people, I, I know I'm not cut out for the booth, and that, that's not my my uh, gig. I don't think I would ever fit in there. I don't know. I got to do a little bit of booth work when I won the big break, and I got to hang in there with Kurt Byram and... The other guy that used to do the golf, this was 05. I can't remember his name. He went to baseball. He was cool, though. But I got to sit in the, the booth and do some work, and I think I only stepped on my toe one time. I talked as we were heading the commercial, but I thought I did okay. I know my voice is country, and when I'm speaking, it ain't the greatest. But I think I bring some insight to the game, and I don't know. I know that 
I could do that roving thing on the uh, like when you're going calling what's happening the action out on the you know carrying your mic and stuff that would be easy for me I don't think you would be sleeping if I was calling the action I know Bones did it and uh, John Woods did it and uh, the, the response was positive for those guys so I think that's part of the future in the game you know uh, the caddies are not getting uh, passed over as much as they used to and the, the caddies are sharper now and there's a better bunch of guys so I think that's one of the things you'll see changing in the game a little bit more caddy interaction I know there's only so much you can talk about <laughs> what's uh, everybody's dog's name or their kids or whatever but you run out of things so I think they're, they're realizing well we can talk about these idiots carrying these bags around and gives us something else, but I know that uh, us idiots have some insight. You know, you can't, you can't, cr- you can't uh, cream players and be mean to them if you get to talk, and you got to be respectful of their privacy and stuff. So, uh, as I feel like when I do this radio show, and if I did TV, you run up to that line you don't cross. I mean, you run up to it a lot, but you don't cross the line. And I think I do that pretty decent. So we'll see if this TV gig works out. Who knows? It, it may just be nothing. But uh, all right, guys, I just wanted to touch base on a few things and uh, sit back and enjoy the show. I hope you enjoy it. All right, people, boy, did we just get lucky? I have my little buddies called in. We caught him on the downtime, and he don't have many downtimes. I got my little buddy. Ricky Fowler has called in, and we're going to do us a little 10 or 15-minute interview with the man, my boy, Ricky Fowler. Ricky, can you hear me? I can hear you, Kevin. All right. So you, you dri- you tra- you're uh, traveling north to Orlando, huh? Yeah, I uh, got back from uh, Tiger's event, did some club testing, just to check on a few things in the bag, and uh, I go to see a couple friends, and actually heading out west uh, Wednesday morning, so I'm, I'm on the go. Nah, you're always on the go. When's the next time you put it in the dirt, little buddy? Uh, next time I'm going to cheat up will be at Kapalua. Um, so I got you know, a little bit of downtime, but some, some work off the course, get some work on the course. I'll go, I'll go up and see Butch. Um, my, caddy, my caddy Joe and I are playing a pro scratch event next week out in the desert, the plantation. So um, we got some big stuff in the future. Oh, the plantation. That's in Palm Springs, isn't it? Yeah, you know that stuff and ground out there. Yeah, maybe, well, I kind of like to leave that story out, but I kind of got to tell it, too. I'm kind of proud of it. Getting my 100 years ago, after Old Kipper won, won the big break, I met a little kid. I was out there practicing in the desert, hiding and practicing, getting ready for my, my nationwide starts. And I went to a place called The Hideaway, and I met this young kid, and he said, hey, let's play golf tomorrow. I said, okay, deal. It's a cool course. He said, I got a buddy. And this kid was like in the, maybe the 10th grade at the time. And he said, I got a buddy. I'll drive over and play with us. We'll have three. I said, deal, whatever. So the next day I couldn't wait because they had free ice creams and everything and the turn shots. And it's just a great place to play golf. So I go to play golf. This is 04, winter of 04. And some little punk kid drives in there that day. I guess you might have been in 11th grade at the time. It was Ricky Fowler gets out of the car. And of course, I don't know him from Adam, but he's a, he's a handsome little guy, and he's nice enough. So we all tee it up. And I'm not full power, but I'm pretty close to full power at the time. 
And this little 11th grader handed me my ass 18 hoes. You little jerk. That wasn't that wasn't very respectful, sir. Oh, I mean, I was trying to, you know, help you out, give you a little competition. <laughs> so you're going to show me what, it, in fact, you did show me what it was like because I fell pretty much flat on my face. So you did to me what everybody else did to me. But it was kind of cool. You know, we uh, I was impressed with the little guy. Both the guys were cool kids and, I was impressed with a little guy that drove over and played so good, and I really didn't think he was going to be at the time. I didn't think he was going to be the badass that he is today. But you know, was he? I mean, he was close. He was good, but he's still a young kid. And boy, you just kept after it, and big things happened down the road for you, didn't they? Yes, it's, uh, it's been a cool process. I mean, like you said, you, you never really know with with kids growing up, whether it's junior golf, to high school, the amateur golf, college. Um, you know, you, you definitely have to keep getting better at each stage and keep improving. And someone can be really good when they're young, but if they don't improve, then they're not going to go anywhere. So, I mean, I was I was definitely a good junior player and a and good high school player. Um, but if I didn't keep improving my game or anything like that, I wouldn't be where I am today. So, like you said, it, it was, uh, the potential was there, but I had to keep taking care of business. Yeah, you were just a little guy, so you weren't, like, intimidating or anything, you know, but... I mean, your golf game was solid, but obviously I couldn't see what was in your heart. And, boy, your heart was huge, wasn't it? Well, it's always been a dream of mine to play on the PGA Tour. Um, to be where I'm at right now, and the, the winds, and the, to have the fans that I do, it, it's pretty incredible to look back. And I dressed up as, as you've seen the pictures, I dressed up as Freddie Couples when I was seven for Halloween. I mean, <laughs> I, I just wanted to be one of the guys out there playing on tour. You had a mission and you got it done. Pretty rewarding, huh, in your heart, isn't it? Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, to, to be able to sit here and look back and uh, to have the support that I've always had from my family and my friends and to, uh, to, to have that support uh, continuously and, and ongoing. It's going to be a fun ride. Oh, Ricky, boy, there's. I mean, I've said it for years and years since you first came out and then when you started to get popular and you put Puma, helped put Puma you know, Puma was around when I was in, like, in junior high or even maybe before that, but only a few of the dads wore them. And then, boy, you helped put them on the map. And I've said it for years, if there's a guy, I don't know what he's making, but if there was a guy who's underpaid on the PGA Tour, now this was three or four years ago, and I was saying, I said, there's a kid that's underpaid, man. You look around, you see your caddy, and, and you see a 75-year-old man in an orange hat and an orange shirt and orange shorts out there watching you play golf. I go, that was <laughs> But uh, you know what? Your fans, you know, you have many, many fans, and they couldn't follow a better person, Ricky. Like I said, I've known you since you were a kid, and we, we stayed in touch even a little bit through your college career. And then when you came out, we got even uh, closer, you know, because we got to hang out. But there's never, folks, this kid right here, you, you hope he's genuine when you watch on TV. You think he is, but he is genuine to the bone. He's respectful. He's yes, sir, no, sir. He's thoughtful. He stays with the kids. He signs up. You know, it's Ricky. You, man, you are uh, you're a, a blessing for the PGA Tour and all the other young guys out. You and uh, your boys. The tour's in great shape with boys like you. Appreciate that, Kevin. Yeah, no, we uh, we've got a good group of, of young guys that have, that have come out of, of recent. I mean, uh, you look at the, the top three right now, and Jordan, Jason, and Rory. Um, the game is very healthy. We've got a lot of, a lot of young talent, and um, I, 
like I said, I was just fortunate to be in the position I'm in. Um, you know, like I said, I always just dreamed of playing on the field. Uh, to have the chance to be a role model for kids, uh, to be able to make a difference, to uh, help grow the game, to be able to get back time or money to charity and help raise awareness for different causes. It's, uh, it's pretty crazy, the, all the stuff that goes along with it. Yeah, I know it doesn't come without pain. I mean, you have... I mean, it's not like you can hide a little bit, you know. Uh, you, you you hide under your big hat, and when you take it off, you're recognizable. But only to the really, really crazy golf nuts. I don't think they'll they'll pick you out at most dinners unless you have an entourage or something that people following you around. But you get to hide a little bit in public, don't you? Without your hat. this one fan of yours that I know pretty close and you can't talk too much about her or I'll find you and I'll kill you but you and uh, my daughter Stormy y'all kind of mixed up a little bit and became friends when she won the I mean you knew she was my kid maybe before her Miss USA title Teen USA but y'all have kept in touch a little bit through the years and y'all are big buddies so it's not like because I'm the great caddy, Kip Henley, I got to do this interview. This interview came through the Stormy being connected to you, wouldn't it? I don't think you'd throw me this bone if it was just a punk old Jeff Overton's caddy, would you? You know, I think, I think Stormy might have hooked you up. Uh, so Stormy and I have, uh, you know, been able to stay in touch. I think one of the big things was when I came out on tour, she was out with you a little bit, and we're similar in age. Um, you know, we're able, like I said, stay in touch. She ended up going out to L.A., which is close to where I'm from, so uh, we've been able to stay friends, and it's been fun to kind of follow her progress and the singing and acting and, and modeling and, and seeing the, the fun that she's having out there. Yeah, she's doing good. I couldn't be more proud of her. You know, I told both my girls long ago, I says, uh, when I started caddying, you know, and I became friends with a lot of players and the caddies, and I said, girls, I got one rule, no caddies, no players come sniffing around my yard deal. And they said, okay, but you all, little buddy, you passed the test. You can come sniff around any time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're a good well, one. You want to get up there so I can come see it up there instead of the hideaway. Yeah, that would be, <laughs> that'd be good. Well, I'll give, you, I'll give you home course advantage. I, I'm trying to think if there's any course around where I could even stay in your jet stream. I don't think there is. Maybe Concord here in Chattanooga. It's like. 4,700 yards long and 18 holes. I might could sneak up on you there. Maybe. There we go. <laughs> That's good. Well, all right, little buddy. Uh, so you're opening up in uh, in Maui, huh? Yeah, that'll be my start. Um, when I head over there, actually, a good buddy of mine, Mike Belvin, uh, one of the guys that runs Discovery Properties, actually, they developed right away. Um, he's having his birthday out there, a new property there's McKenna. So it's his birthday and New Year's. Um, get ready for, for uh, Maui. I'm actually probably gonna. I'm heading over to Abu Dhabi two weeks after. So uh, looking forward to the start of the year. 
Nice. So that dude helped start the hideaway. You tell him I owe him about 15 ice cream sandwiches when I played out there. I'll pay him back someday. You and uh, that's all you have? <laughs> I probably have more, but you don't want to tell everybody. But uh, you and Joe Boy better stay in shape. That Mal, you kill a man, man. Keep those legs strong, you and Joe Boy. Hey, Joe, Joe's one half carry the back, so he, he's the one half to be ready to go. I'll, I'll stay in the gym and make sure I'm, I'm good to walk 18. Oh, Joe, he's he's like you. He's transformed his body in the last few years too. You guys were just like went from uh, not 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 fat guys, but y'all went from. Just normal to pretty solid rip cats, both of y'all. That's good. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's always fun getting in the gym. I got a, I got a great trainer, uh, Troy Van Beesen. Uh, he also works with uh, Jack Johnson, George Beef, and Jason Doctor, Brian Palmer. And then, uh, yeah, Joe, he's, uh, he's dedicated. He gets after it in the gym. He, uh, he makes sure he's on top of it and, and ready to get after it when he comes turn with them. Nice. I threatened uh, Brian Gay's... Uh, uh, old trainer that uh, Nas that you were with for a long time I told him I said either buy my meal or I'm going to tell everybody you've been training me for the last five years all your clients will go away <laughs> he wouldn't go for it <laughs> oh man Chris Nas that's, that's one of the best guys there right there yeah he, he had a, quite a stable there for a long time yeah he's a good man good dude well, all right, Ricky, I know you're uh, busy. you got a lot of things you can be doing on this phone, conducting business and stuff, and it's darn darn good of uh, you to give me and the APTC and the, what few fans pay attention to this show. Four or five people are going to hear this, and they're going to be excited. Well, uh, give me that link. I'll, I'll get it out on social. Maybe we can bump that and turn it around. <laughs> I'm, slow. I'm slow to figure out how to work all this. <laughs> give me a little bit of time, boss, but we'll get it out there. and. Uh, <laughs> It's so sweet of you to come on here and give us the time. And you know, uh, me and attention to this, everybody pulls for Ricky Fowler. You have nobody that hates you, boss. You just keep it up, keep doing what Thanks, Jeff. I appreciate it. Hey, wait, 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 wait. I forgot. Tell everybody who was paired with you when you had your biggest W of all time on Sunday afternoon of TPC. I forgot all about that. Yeah, so, no one really have to set it up with uh, Eric Fowler. And uh, not only than the, the one and only true legend, Kip Henley, is on the back. <laughs> I looked at five hour. Holy cow. You know, when uh, we were pairing with you Sunday and you were going late, and you made three or four birdies late on the backside, and I thought, well, he's getting a better check. No big deal. And I missed the, one of the greatest shots in TPC history. I'm sitting there talking to five hour. We're working on the layup number because we're in a rough and can't go for it. And I'm having to do math, and it ain't easy. And you're back just to few steps behind us, but real close to us in the corner of the fairway. I'm not even watching. And you whacked this, is it a three wood? What'd you hit there? Yeah, it was a, kind of a choke down cut three wood. Cut three wood that flies up there, just lands on land, and takes a nice little Ricky Fowler bounce, and they're about two feet, and all I heard was everybody scream like crazy. I didn't even see the shot. And then, you tap that in, then you stone it in there on 17, and I go, wait a minute, this guy... He's those leaders are way back there. He's going. He's not going to make a huge check. He's going to contend. I said, if he can just par eighteen, Derek, he's got a shot at winning this thing. And we stand up there on eighteen t. Obviously, you're hitting first because you were at like two, three, three, two, two on the last you host. So you're standing and you pull out. You and Joe Boy pull out driver. I looked at Fifth Hour and go, what in the wide world of sports are they doing? It was downwind. And it started to play kind of fast. I said, man, he's going to send this straight into the woods out there. 
and you stood up there and just hit this two-foot bomb draw that started out just raw of the cross ties, turned over the cross ties, and you hit, what'd you hit, log wedge into there, sand wedge, what'd you hit? Uh, I hit, uh, I hit sand wedge in in regulation, and uh, I hit log wedge in in the playoff. Oh, Joe Boy's glad, I, if he's your fan, he wouldn't be, he wouldn't be happy I was catting for you, because I'd have added that five wood or two iron in your hand. <laughs> We'd hit seven iron and made par and finished second. But you made birdie there and then went through that incredible playoff that everybody else knows the rest of the story. But, boy, it's kind of cool to be standing beside you when you notched your biggest one to date. Thank you. Yeah, no, I, I definitely have to give Eric a, a little shout-out. I mean, I, I, I got a pretty good look for him on the 18th green. He was, he was a little outside me and just underneath my line, but I got to see uh, the last few feet of what the ball was doing and kind of helped confirm my read and, yeah, that's right. I forgot all about that. I told you when you tapped it in, you owe me a beer for getting that read there that you got to see. You owe me and Derek a beer. There you go. So now, now it's beer and team it up up there at Chattanooga. <laughs> well, all right. Look, guys, we'll, we'll let Ricky get off here. This, I guess we can't call it an interview because I talked the whole time. I was so excited having Ricky on here. But, uh, Ricky... Little buddy, I can't wait to see you. I don't know where it'll be in the desert or somewhere, but uh, keep in touch, and I appreciate doing this for the APTC and uh, the two or three fans that I have on the show, man. You're the best. Thanks, Kipper. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year, and we'll uh, see you soon. Merry Christmas, Ricky. Travel safe, brother. All right, good people. That's it for the show. I know I rambled on pretty hard there for a while, but I had a lot of things I had to catch up on and uh, was excited about the Ricky interview. So you guys sit back and enjoy the show. Well, bam, let's do it.